0: Hi, I'm Emory, and this is Cook's English Corner. To those of you who are listening for the first time, this is a podcast where we try and create interesting, natural content that allows English learners to practice their listening and reading skills. For those of you who are returning, thanks for giving us your input and in how we can make the podcast better and for your ideas on new topics you would like to hear discussed. Today I'd like to talk about a topic that nearly everyone finds interesting, in one way or another. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories are everywhere. They range from the silly, like the earth is flat, to the dangerous and racist. This uh, particular group of people Controls the world from behind the scenes. Conspiracy theories are in no way limited to the American context, but Americans do seem to be especially fond of them. Many of you may have been following the political events in America during the 2020 elections, during which a new conspiracy theory has arisen that a deep network of democratic political actors and strategists have worked together to steal the vote and rig the election. To rig something, in this context, is to manipulate it so that the outcome is predetermined, or so that the outcome is what the person rigging the situation wants it to be. This conspiracy theory has gained a lot of traction And many today still believe that this underground network stole the election, even after the courts of the country have thrown out from court the lawsuits regarding the election. So, in the American context, what makes us, Americans like me, so susceptible to outlandish conspiracy theories, that is, conspiracy theories that are almost unbelievable? One possible answer is that our history has shown us that some conspiracy theories, once thought outlandish, turned out to be true. For example, for a long time, there were whispers that the government was secretly experimenting on groups of people in the United States, using them as uh, guinea pigs to discover the effect of certain diseases on the human body without even telling the people what was happening. These whispers turned out to be pretty accurate. Starting in 1932, the American Center for Disease Control and the Public Health Service, these are both agencies of the United States, began funding a study of 600 black male sharecroppers in Alabama, a southern state. Half. Of these men were chosen because they were infected with syphilis, a sexually transmitted disease. The other half were chosen as a control group. The reason for the study was that, at the time, scientists thought that syphilis had different effects on different races. The men were promised free medical treatment, but were not told that they had the disease and were not actually given any effective treatment. They were lied to. The lies were particularly wrong because syphilis is a disease that can cause extreme problems. Um, Blindness, that's the inability to see, deafness, the inability to hear, Um, mental illness, and even death. The victims uh, were not only the men involved, Their wives oftentimes caught the disease as well, and some of the children born afterwards were also infected with the disease. Though the clinicians, um, that means the people running the clinic or study, pretended to give the men treatments, the real goal of the study was to observe what happened to the human body, in particular what happened to the bodies of black men, when syphilis was not treated and allowed to run its course. This study is famous for how horrible it was. It lasted for 40 years. 40 years. And it was only stopped in 1972 when a whistleblower, that's an insider who releases hidden information, told the American media about what was going on. Only in 1997, Did the American government officially apologize for its actions? Bill Clinton, then the president of the United States, formally apologized for the study, calling it uh, shameful and racist, which it was. It was horrible. Another conspiracy theory that has turned out to be true is the breadth, um, that means the scale or the large size of the American government's surveillance of people all around the world, including American citizens. As it turned out, the NSA, that's the National Security Agency, has the ability to spy on millions of people through its um, several programs and was able to access information through people's personal emails, their game consoles like their xboxes and from people's cell phones leaked documents also revealed that some employees of the nsa were spying on their own romantic partners and the nsa was tracking some people's sexual activities on the whole uh, the washington times reported that up to 90 percent of those being surveilled were ordinary americans who had nothing to do with what the NSA was looking for. There are more examples, but the point is that the American people may be more willing to believe conspiracies regarding the American government because the American government has already been shown to have acted behind the scenes in negative ways against the American people. Another potential reason why Americans may be more susceptible to conspiracy theories is the American culture of individualism. That means we celebrate the ability of individuals to do great things all by themselves and to rely on themselves and their own intelligence and abilities. We can see this individualism in our american heroes we celebrate characters played by actors like john wayne and uh, clint eastwood who in their most famous roles play men who must fight often by themselves against entire groups of people to stop injustice Uh, comic book heroes like superman and others tell us do what's right even when no one else is. This individualism has a lot of benefits. It teaches people self-reliance. It instills in them the idea that uh, they can do anything they set their minds to. It gives people the courage to go against the flow, to do and to think what they think is right, regardless of what uh, other people may think or say. And this sometimes results in people discovering interesting things or in changing society in some way. In my opinion, this individualism comes from two places. From the white American mythology of the Wild West cowboy, who often had to go it alone. Um, That's an idiom or phrase, go it alone. That means to do it yourself, to act by yourself. And um, from our founding myth of the pilgrims, who came to America to start anew from the old world. Um, Maybe I'll talk about the American founding myths in a future episode. However, those same attributes also mean that people feel comfortable in dismissing information that goes against what they think and believe, instead um, relying on their own opinions and thoughts. So, if they are already predisposed to liking or disliking something, if they come across information that confirms what they already believe or um, want to believe, it becomes much more difficult for people to change their minds, even when they come across information that contradicts, um, that means goes against, what they believe. I don't mean to suggest that this is a purely American phenomenon. Uh, Phenomenon means observable event, an event that happens. People around the world are susceptible To what psychologists call the cognitive bias. We all accept what already fits into our worldview, and we will often reject what does not fit into our worldview unless we are confronted with a mountain of evidence. I am simply suggesting that in America our values also play a role in shaping how easily we fall for misinformation and conspiracy theories. A final potential reason that Americans seem susceptible today to conspiracy theories and here I think that nearly every country is dealing with the same problem, is the radicalization that we experience online. Radicalization means uh, our viewpoints are made more extreme. The internet has made it incredibly easy to find information on every topic under the sun. You can find history, psychology, physics, math, uh, language teachers, and even romantic partners. But the internet is a two-way street. You find all sorts of information, but you can also upload any kind of information that you want. When I upload this podcast, nothing is stopping me, aside from some extreme circumstances, from saying and claiming whatever it is that I want. In other words, the internet is the Wild West. Okay, that's the second time I've used that phrase. Let me explain. The Wild West is how we describe the period during which settlers from the East began to move westward, displacing the First Nations and their tribes. This uh, naturally resulted in pushback, and the settlers and native peoples often engaged in violent conflict. In addition, the government was slow to set up infrastructure in these new towns in the West, and often these towns had to rely on their own ability to protect themselves. Thus, the Wild West refers to an idealized version of this expansion, where the laws were just suggestions, where people carried their own weapons, and at any moment conflict could break out between the colonist settlers and the original Americans, that is, uh, the Native Americans or First Nations people. So, because the Internet is the Wild West, people are free to search out and reinforce their own viewpoints. And when people come across bizarre ideas, oftentimes those ideas seem reasonable because the entire forum or site where the ideas are presented is filled with people who already believe those ideas and there is no one there to challenge or disprove the claims. In addition, as it turns out, the social media that we consume is geared towards making us more radical. These sites earn much of their money from advertisement, which depends on how long viewers actually view content. The result is that these websites want to show users content that keeps them engaged for as long as possible. And there is nothing more engaging than a really good conspiracy theory or an angry rant against a particular topic. Oh, I just thought of something else that might make conspiracy theories more uh, widespread today. Oftentimes, controversial topics can be seen as conspiracy theories from both sides. For example, Many in America today believe that global warming or climate change, uh, as it is now called, is a hoax. In other words, though the vast majority of scientists who work on climate change acknowledge that the Earth is warming and that this is a severe threat, many people believe that world governments and these scientists have a... Uh, vested interest in convincing the world that climate change exists, either because the scientists would lose funding if it turned out climate change was not real, or because the governments want to have more power and uh, passing laws regulating industry and what industry can do is a good way to gain power. On the other hand, that is from a different perspective, Those who acknowledge climate change see the disbelief in climate change as a conspiracy theory encouraged by oil and gas companies who have a vested interest in maintaining the status quo. Maintaining the status quo is a phrase that we often use to describe trying to keep things as they are, to not change. Another example would be, uh, let's see, Politics during the Trump administration. On one side, many hardcore followers of Donald Trump believe that um, Joe Biden and the Democrats stole the election, and most people in the country see that belief as an unsupported conspiracy theory. But those same hardcore followers likely look at claims from a few years back that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia as a conspiracy theory even though an investigation into the campaign revealed a series of contacts between many people involved in the Trump campaign, certain Russian actors. In other words, as often is the case, any given situation can be looked at from different perspectives. As we become increasingly separated in beliefs from each other and begin to see everyone else as the enemy or as misinformed or stupid, we become increasingly susceptible to conspiracy theories. And, today, truth is much harder to find as we live in our little bubbles and get our information from sources that may not be the most reliable maybe the best solution is to actively look for things that challenge our worldview and to try and understand where other people are coming from, even if their opinions may seem crazy at first. Okay, so to sum up, um, from my perspective, there are three main reasons why Americans and America Today may seem more susceptible to conspiracy theories than in the past, or may just simply be more susceptible to conspiracy theories. The first is that um, some conspiracy theories have been proven true. Time and time again, we've seen that the American government has done in the past and may continue to do things that are negative, both against the American people and against um, other nations. The second reason is that in America, we sort of have a culture of individualism where we value our own thoughts and our own opinions over the opinions of others. And we are more likely to reject the advice and opinions of experts or um, scientists. And the third reason, and this affects almost everybody today, is the widespread misinformation available on the internet and especially on social media. Okay, that's it for the podcast. I hope that you found it interesting and Um, thought-provoking. Thought-provoking means something that makes you think or something that is interesting and new. And I hope that this podcast was just that, thought-provoking. Okay, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to find a transcription for this episode, you can go below to the description and find a link to our website where you'll find it for free, No signups required.